Z&D Sports Talk. What's up, guys? Welcome to Z&D Sports Talk. This is your one host, Zach Kennedy. This is my co-host sitting right here next to me, Derek Brewer. Host number two. Co-host number two, Derek Brewer. We also have our special guest here tonight with us, Tyler Kennedy. What's up? How are you doing? Oh, just another lovely day in the neighborhood. Uh, went through a haunted house, feels like, to get here. Um, so, yeah, doing great. Saw a Chucky doll. Know, uh, Tyler is my brother. He's also a shit talker. So Extraordinaire. And he, and he knows a little bit about sports. I do so, all right. I'm definitely the good-looking one in the family. That's for damn sure. Him on here. Um, just a little bit of a rundown. Softball started this weekend. Myrtle Beach. You guys excited about that shit? Zach. I'm so excited for mm-hmm. a place I wasn't this weekend. <laughs> Fuck. I'm <laughs> for the season, jackass. Are you excited for the yes, softball? Yes, I'm excited season? for the season. You're asking me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beyond excited. Ty, how are you feeling about it? Well, first off, nobody gives a damn. Um, however, yes, I'm very excited to waste my weekends away. <laughs> That's what we did last year. Waste them away. Um, so the first thing that we're going to get to is we're going to talk a little bit, come back, see how Ty feels about the Astro scandal, and kind of give his take on the whole situation. I know me and Dewey covered that last week, but we're going to come back on it and see how Ty feels. So Ty, how do you feel about the sign-stealing scandal from the Houston Astros? All right, so to beat this dead horse, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I'm mixed. You can't obviously use the electronics that they did in their computer system. That's where it crossed the line. Sign stealing has been a part of baseball since baseball started. Uh, but when they started using cameras and computers to try to decode all of the signals, that's when it kind of crosses the line. Um I mean, every every major player has spoke out against it. Like, the one player that doesn't say anything about anything, he's the quietest superstar ever in Mike Trout. When he takes a stand against it, that's when you know that it's bad. A lot of people are comparing it to the steroid era, and really it just depends on how much of the stories are really true about, you know, if they did use the buzzers, which there's been no technical proof, even though Correa's whole, that was just a really bad tattoo that he didn't want shown, is a bunch of bullshit, if I've ever heard any. Yeah. But, it man, it really just depends. Like, <clears throat> And honestly, like, every player that's done an interview, their interview has been terrible. It's like they don't really know what to say. Not even the players. The but the owner. Hard to, yeah. Like even the owner had just a piss poor excuse and was trying to make it seem like it was okay and no big deal. Like, man, I don't know. But he did fire everybody. So Yeah, but did, did you hear but did you hear his interview at the beginning of spring training? Yeah. Hot garbage. I mean, I watched an Alex Bregman interview the other day and it just made my head hurt. They were they kept asking. I mean, he's probably getting tired of getting the same question asked over and over again. But it's like, what are you going to do this year? 
with all the you know scandal going on, uh, I'm gonna be a better teammate. That's all I can do. That's all I know how to do. Be a better teammate. He said, "Be a better teammate," like 25 fucking times. And well, it was annoying. well, I mean, that's their PR team telling them what to say. Obviously, he doesn't know how to say it. But it's just, it's just bad, man. Mm-hmm. Like, get some new fucking PRs if you can. Well, I mean, I get. Well, it's not. Mis- I mean, like I understand. It's, like it's like Ty it said. Depends on what you it's, like. It's beating a dead horse, but at the same time, like say something different. I'm gonna be a better teammate. Well, I mean, if you think about it, if he, if you, I mean, if you just think about it, it's a smart thing to say. It is, but it's like just... Hold your teammates, hold your teammates accountable, you know, step in when they're doing shit you don't think they should be doing. That kind of, that reasoning. But when someone mm-hmm. asks you, like, about the whole situation, I'm going to be a better teammate. Just come on. No, see, here's why I actually like this. I don't like what Correa did. And have... and have well, exposed every play? No, not really. It's just he has, he has an excuse for everything. What you should do is what Bregman's doing and say the same thing in an interview over and over again so they stop asking you. You think that's going to work, though? No. <laughs> I mean, you have to. You can't change your story. Though. No, it's not, even, a, it's not even about changing your story. story though. Bregman's never really told his side of the story. Yeah, well, I don't that's want what to... everyone's waiting for. That's why they keep asking him the same fucking question is because all he says is be a better teammate. Well, <laughs> Tell your side of the story, and maybe motherfuckers will stop asking you the same thing. Over no, they won't. I don't want to hear his side of the story. I, I just really want to hear him. I just want to hear. I just I also don't want to go to MLB Network and watch fucking Alex Bregman just stand there. Be a, be a better teammate. Like, stop showing the shit. We understand what went on. <laughs> what else are you supposed to yeah. show in spring training? Yeah. I don't. I don't really care about a Double A pitcher getting shelled for the third time <laughs> this week. Get hit. <laughs> yes, they've been like their team has been hit. What is it? Eight yesterday, times? it was like six. In the first three games, they were hit six times. Yeah, or some shit. I'm, so I'm all in. That's gonna be a story I, all freaking I, that's year. That's gonna be all year, man. That's not just gonna be spring training. No, it's not. It's not gonna be all year because <laughs> once be once games time. once games start to matter, then they're gonna stop doing it because they're not gonna put them on base. And here's my thing: question if they're stealing good. signs. They know the pitch is coming. Get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, so sticking with baseball, mine and Ty's favorite team are the Texas Rangers. Um, it's been disappointing. Are you past. a Reds fan? Yeah. yeah. Hey, they're picked to win the division this year, but <laughs> I know but they haven't made relevant since For the 2012. first time you since Pete mean, Rose. It's kind of hard, hard for our team to do anything when they got signs stealing motherfuckers on the fishing. There's a yeah, card. That's our excuse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not like you have the Mariners in the division as well. Hey, that you can beat the Athletics, the Angels. The Athletics are good, man. They are. Somehow. So, yeah. yeah they play in a fucking terrible ball ballpark, but yeah. Again. Their best player is Marcus Simeon. And- so, just a quick question on our team, the Texas Rangers. Yeah, that's not a good sign. Um, what? How, first, how do you think that we're going to do this year? And second, what do we need to improve on to compete this year? In how, the 
How so, much time do we have in this podcast? <laughs> so, me and Dewey went over some... Oh, I need to grab another beer to listen to this. <laughs> me and Dewey went over some MLB rankings that we did um, two weeks ago. I actually had the Rangers finishing... Fourth. Didn't you say third? Fourth. No. I had a fourth. I had the Angels, the Athletics, Houston. Wait, you had the Angels winning the division? No, I had no, Houston, Houston winning, winning the, the division, division. And I had the Angels in third. I had the Athletics taking the wild card. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think it'll be close between the Astros and the Rangers. Um, the Astros, it really just – or not the Angels and the Rangers. It just really just depends with the Angels how their pitching does. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the story every year. I mean, their best pitcher, Otani, isn't going to pitch until at least early May. And at that point, I don't even think they're really going to – they shouldn't really bring him back as a full load. Um, his first year pitching in the MLB, he needs Tommy John surgery. Not a great sign. Uh, I also think the Ranger. I think the Rangers will finish ahead of the Astros. Um, I don't think – they will finish very high above 500, maybe five games or so, probably at most. And that's really because the top three in their rotation with Lynn, Miner, and uh, now Kluber, who we got from the Indians, is going to be one of the best top three in the AL. Um, we got some quality starters, not good starters, but a good end of the rotation guys with Kyle Gibson and Jordan Lyles in free agency. So I think that's going to help just getting veteran presence. And then even if those guys struggle, we have a few young guys that are, that are ready to get some innings in. So I think we should do okay. Um, I'm really worried about our offense, which is something that you never really have ever worried about as a Rangers fan. You know, it's normally, Hey, you got to score 18 to win. And we do it about half the time. We have major holes. Uh, One of them, or the main one at, at the moment is first base. Uh, Ronald Guzman hasn't done anything since doing the splits, his first game in the major leagues. Um, he's, he's pretty bad. Uh, and then it really, I, they got Gallo in left field. Uh, I think they had him out and right and they had Willie Calhoun in left. So I'm not worried about the outfield at all. And then we're going to put Danny Santana starting in center field and then have Nick Solak out there a little bit too. And that's a young guy who came up last year and started hitting really well. The problem is is that Solak and Santana are both naturally second basemen. And for whatever reason, we refuse to take Rufendo Odor out of the lineup. He hasn't had a hit since Jose Batista. <laughs> That was a Granted, second best hit in Rangers history behind <laughs> yeah. behind Nolan Ryan. So, so my biggest question is, who do you have winning that division? Man, it, off of talent alone, it's really hard not to say the Astros, but <laughs> the Athletics will once again make a late push in the division. I'm going to say the Astros just off of talent alone, and I think that they're going to come out with something to prove. That whole team's pissed off. They shouldn't be. It's all on their own doing, but they're pissed off. They're tired of the questions. They're tired of the beanball, and I think they're going to come out and have a really good year. Um, the back end of their rotation I'm worried about, especially they didn't really get anybody to replace Garrett Cole. 
And that's a a huge loss because he was the best pitcher in the majors last year. That's a huge hole to fill. So losing him and not really replacing him is going to be tough, but I don't know. Their star power, I think, is still going to be a little bit too much in the West. So you have the Astros winning. Um, In the Athletics. I have the Rangers behind the Athletics. Very close with the Angels. Nowhere close to the Athletics, though. (laughs) And then the Mariners, are going to do Seattle things. They <laughs> they might have one of the worst records in baseball. Um, the biggest question is: Do you have the Athletics winning the wild card? One of the wild card spots. They'll definitely be in contention for it. I think they'll end up getting it. It's really going to be. I you almost want to kind of shoe in Tampa Bay. With one of them, I don't think the Red Sox are going to make the playoffs. I think that they've lost a lot. I mean, losing Mookie Betts for basically just one high-end prospect. I mean, they say Jeter Downs is going to be good, but he's not going to. Verdugo, yeah, he did good last year, but you really don't. He's no Mookie Betts. No, Downs is a top 100 prospect. Yeah, he is, but he's not going to contribute this year. I mean, he's really. And they they lose a big. They lose a big piece in their rotation, too. With David Price, yeah, he's not necessarily... Pistol Reds gave away downs. So, who they even... Puig. Oh, boy. And the Puig and Kemp and... Who's still a free agent. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess Kemp is, too. <clears throat> well, he's, I think he, he should retire. Kemp? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. All-star two years ago, gentlemen. <laughs> Three years ago. Um... Verdugo, I think he's got great potential, um, but yeah, he's yeah he's great potential. But you're replacing the good. second best outfielder in baseball, the best right fielder in baseball, so yeah, best outfielder who hits over 300. He gives you what 25 plus home runs. Yeah, about 20. You're he's going to consistently hit about 25, 30. It might go down a little bit in Dodger Stadium, but he's he's going to have he has gap power. He's going to at least get his production in doubles. And then, I mean, really, I don't know who else the Red do. The Red Sox even have a fifth starter? Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I'm not sure. Like I said, losing David Price during the regular season hurts. Dude can't pitch worth a shit in the postseason. Whoa, whoa. Unless you put him in the bullpen. <laughs> that has a ring on it. He had one good postseason. One. Hey, guess what? That's all that mattered. One out of eight. Hey, guess what? You got a ring for it. How many rings do you have, Zach? I've pitched great in the postseason. I got one. <laughs> yeah, and then, by the way, those were on backwards. Oh, <laughs> um, ooh, ooh. On backwards, horns down. That just gave me an idea. How do you think yeah. OU's going to do this year? <sighs> we still probably were going to win the Big 12 because we, we own no. we own the Big 12. You know that's not going to happen. Are you are you gonna say Texas is gonna uh, win the who, Big uh, who Twelve? Else is gonna win the Big Twelve. Texas. Jesus Christ. We're back. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> Seven and five again. Okay. Yeah. Look, bro. Yeah. Back this, to bowl this is season. Tom Herman's last run for me. This is Tom. This is the last season. If he don't fucking turn around, I don't know what to do. Man. I'll take a run at the strip club for you, dude. I don't. I just don't. I don't understand. Wait. You, I, don't, I don't get it. You said the same thing. Oh. Texas is going to beat Oklahoma this year. They didn't. They didn't really <laughs> beat anybody. 
We either. All, we played you a good game, though. It's always going to be it a good game. Good game. It's always going to be a good game. Jaylen yeah. Hurts almost lost you that game. Single-handedly, literally, can't hold on to a ball. No, I just I don't like the offense that it turned into last year, and I think it's because we didn't really trust Jalen Hurts to run the full offense like we did with Kyler and Baker because he's not the number one pick overall. He can't throw like either one of those guys. Uh, we had a freshman last year, Spencer Rattler, and he's a dual threat guy. Obviously, until you really see him in live game action, you don't really know how he's going to do. They're but he's probably the starter. Oh, he's one hundred percent the starter. Uh, he has two two other guys that are ESPN three hundreds that he's got to compete against, but neither one of them was highly, nearly as highly as recruited as he was. What was he the number one quarterback? He was the number class? one dual threat. Okay. Uh. <clears throat> I guess technically two years ago. He yeah. was like the 15th overall prospect. He got into some trouble at the end of his high school career, though. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it turned out to be. Honestly, I have no idea. So um, the biggest thing about Spencer Rattler is can he stay out of trouble? Because he's seen – so I watched Beyond the Lights. Have you ever seen that on Netflix? QB1 Beyond the Lights. I haven't because I have a life. So, the so Spencer, Spencer, they follow Spencer Rattler around. And he just he seemed like a real arrogant asshole. And every QB one, yeah, <laughs> in high and, school, um, had recruited. But he just he was constantly in trouble. I don't. Maybe he's matured a little bit. I mean, it hasn't been anything that's hit major media circuits, well, so it can't it be did in high school because he actually had to <clears> sit out. <throat> His high school playoffs. Well, at least when he got into college, he hasn't done anything. I haven't heard anything since he's been at OU. Mm-hmm. So, so far, so good. He played a little bit last year, but it was in minutes six. that didn't matter. So, I think he'll be fine. It just really depends on – I mean, at Oklahoma, you don't have to make a lot of reads. A lot of these guys are wide open on their first or second read. So as long as he can has a decent deep ball, can hit guys when they're open, he'll be just fine. Um, did you watch the combine at all? No. Did you hear anything no. about C.D. Lamb? Uh, a lot slower 40 than what I thought he was going to do. I think he's faster than what that indicated. And if you need any proof, watch him run a deep ball Well, in the, on the tape. Michael Irvin said it best. He said – you know, the four two nines, the four threes, yeah, they look really good at the combine. But name one person that's a Hall of Famer wide receiver that ran four three. Bo Jackson. <laughs> he said there's a difference. <laughs> in the 40s. He said there's a big difference in the forty speed and game speed. You, oh no no one hundred percent. And every and everybody passes. knows that. So, um to me, what did C D run? He ran a four five yes. flat. That's not good. But if you look at him in game, he looks like he's flying. Oh, no, if you look at Jarvis him Landry in- ran a four six five forty, so Yeah. But again. But both of those guys are really good route runners. You know what I mean? So they'll break somebody off with that four five speed. No, I'm not worried about C D Lamb. <clears throat> I still think it's it's 1A and 1B with him and Jerry Judy. I, I had Judy going before C.D. Lamb. That was just because of the route running of Judy. Yeah, I mean, Judy, <laughs> I think, Judy has a higher floor than C.D., but I feel like C.D. has a higher ceiling. They they compare Judy's route running to Amari Cooper. It's really good. No, it's really good. Judy's really, really good. And I think he'll go before C.D. But obviously I'm biased, and I think C.D.'s better. Right. 
Right. Um, he has the best hands in the draft. CD? Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's not even close. His, yeah, I saw the one catch that he made. The in the combine? combine that was, I don't know. I'd say KJ Hill is probably right up there in terms of the hands department. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, here we, here we fucking go. Devin Duvernay. What about him? Yeah, Texas. Yeah, he ran a 4 3 9. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. The first thing he accomplished all year. <laughs> hey, that kid was a stud. Yeah, I bet. He torched OU. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. How about that L? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe Burrow going number one? Oh, 100%. There's no, no doubt about it. He, Him and his tiny hands are going to bring the Bengals back to victory. Oh, oh my God. You're going with that? Thing. You think Burrow's going to lead the Bengals to victories? Uh, I mean, a Some. few of them. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to go over <laughs> Yeah. He can't be any worse than freaking throwing out Ryan Finley. Um, another big question me and Dewey were talking about a couple episodes ago. If you're the Dolphins, do you take two at number three? It really depends on what the Lions are offering. So the Lions have the third pick, but if they were smart, they would trade out of it for somebody trying to take no, two no, no. at three. Was four. No, they're not. They five. were five. Yeah. Five, five. Yeah, they five. were five. Yeah, sorry. So, sorry. but but number three is that prime spot that people are trying to trade up for. So mm-hmm. I think Miami should go great. for it. They well, two is pretty much locked in with the Redskins. They're not going to trade down. They're going to get Chase Young. They Chase Young is probably the top overall prospect in the draft, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, the dude's a beast. He's a bigger version of Bosa with a little less hand skill. We we both we both yeah. agreed that yeah, he's a best Chase player. Young was the best player coming out. But Cincinnati really needs a quarterback. Oh, you so keep they have to go Burrow. and they yeah. have enough. Pass rushers as it is, too. Yeah, and we talked. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's their only strength on their roster. That's one thing. Yeah. <laughs> one thing that we said was Cincinnati's biggest strength was their pass rush. So why pass up Joe Burrow to get Chase Young when you already have No, him? you have to You have to take a, a franchise QB with that number one spot if he's available. So if you're Miami, do you get to him? I think you need to try like hell to trade up for number three. However, I feel like it's going to be a very large bidding war. They were saying if the Lions keep number three, they were going to go Okuda. I mean, if they if they if they trade Darius Slay, that makes sense. That was before I've heard rumors at the combine that Stafford's might be might be getting traded. That would be the dumbest mm, thing that the dumb. Detroit Lions that, have done in Houston. That's, that's what I heard at the combine. That, They're coming, no, that oh, you heard at the combine? Were you there? Yeah. <laughs> she show up. Yeah. Oh, big boosie. <laughs> Rich, I, Rich Eisen was talking about um, uh, the Lions trading Stafford. Uh, no, nah, they won't trade him. They're committed to him. That would be the dumbest thing that the Detroit and Lions have His value is, isn't that great right now. He's coming off a broken back. No one's going to want to. Pay it eh, I mean, it's it's and- fully healed, but you know why he has a broken back? Because he's been carrying the Detroit Lions <laughs> ever since he was fucking ever since, since he, he was, was drafted there, pick, and especially yeah. since Calvin retired. Yeah, yeah, I know. That was kind of a shit deal. What was it? They went how many games without a hundred yard rusher? It was freaking ridiculous. all of them, like forty, <laughs> all of them. 40 games in a row. All of them. How how many That's games ridiculous. has Matt Stafford played in the NFL? <laughs> that number, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like minus like two. <laughs> so oh, man, I was gonna wait till the end end to talk about this, but since we're already talking about football, why switch it up? Um, 
the biggest talk of the offseason is Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Byron Jones for the Dallas Cowboys. Not but mostly just Dak Prescott. Well, mostly Most Prescott mostly. and what the Cowboys are going to do. All Dak Prescott, pretty much. Um, well, Amari Cooper's out there. Um, how can I ask this? What do you think the Cowboys are going to do? <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what should okay. they do? What do you think the Cowboys are going to do? What should they do? And what would you do? Because that's all three different things. Shouldn't two and three technically be the same thing? No. <laughs> to me it is. Yeah. So we're going to go with two. <laughs> all right. We'll go two questions then. Okay, so what sh- are the Cowboys going to do? They're probably going to sign Dak Prescott for 35 mil a year. You think even though, because the last I heard that we haven't talked to Dak since September. I've never talked to Dak. <laughs> I I personally have not talked to Dak about this. Um, I'll I'll give him a call after though to try to get a hold of his agent. Um, uh, <laughs> no. So what I think will happen is that we're going to end up franchising him, uh, but then we're going to sign him to a deal, and it's probably going to be worth about thirty five million dollars. So franchise tagging this year. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's you definitely. I definitely think he's going to get franchised no matter what. You kind of have to at this point because is there still speculation if we franchise Dak that he's sitting? That would be the dumbest thing that he could possibly do. Mm-hmm. I agree. Who is that? Who is? But I mean, that hasn't worked out for anybody. Right. Le'Veon Bell sat out and then ended up taking a lower amount in a contract with the Jets than what the Steelers were offering him when he turned it down. I I think it's dumb. I don't know who is going to pass up $27 million guaranteed. Warren Buffett, maybe? <laughs> That's really about it. That's the only person that could really afford that. That'd be dumb. And he bet on himself last year, with, and he, he did well. Statistically, he was one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Do I think he is? No, I'd put him in the top 10, but I wouldn't put him in anywhere near the elite category. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why I say... He's an elite game manager. Okay, every, quarter, every quarterback's, every a, quarterback's game a game manager. Really. Yeah, mm-hmm. they all manage the game. Just some <laughs> do it a lot better than the others. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Like, when it comes to... Game managing, there's some quarterbacks that are just shit. So they're just a bad quarterback. Yeah, then they're just bad quarterbacks. Do you think Drew Brees is a good game manager? Yes. No. What do you mean? What do you mean? He manages the team down to the end zone (laughs) a lot. That's not a game manager. Yeah, well, have you ever watched him when he has to run a four minute offense or two minute offense? Oh, he's one of the I'm best. I'm talking about the whole fucking game, not the last that's what, two minutes. That's part of being a game manager. What, okay. what, I don't know. The what last... What is different between what's the bit different between being a great quarterback and a game manager? What What's the difference? What is the difference? What I'm saying is Dak Prescott is not going to beat you down the field like Drew Brees can. He's going to manage the team down the field, put himself into play. So on strength. This needs to be T and D sports talk. If he talks <laughs> stupid shit like Shut this the, the entire time. What I'm saying is Drew Brees is not I, I, Drew Brees is a great quarterback. I wouldn't say he's a great game manager. What's the difference between I don't even know I don't even know where you're going manager. with that. Yeah. <laughs> to all of the listeners, I apologize for my brother's ignorance no, just, on really Matt everything. Prescott is a good a great game manager and he's a good quarterback. 
He doesn't have the elite skills to be a quarterback, but he has great game management. You guys have any more of those fake headphones I can just kind of put over <laughs> so I can stop listening to this do nonsense? Not, do, you, do you not elite, agree with that? Let me, let me you, okay, so Tom, he, Brady, Tom Brady. He's an elite quarterback in the elite. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have elite skills. He doesn't have a great arm. He's, accuracy is he's good. He's the but best game manager of all time. You just, you just destroyed your own argument then. How? He's a great so he's quarterback. He's elite quarterback, and he's the best game manager of all time. Okay, you can be both. But what I'm saying is Drew Brees is not a great game manager. How? <laughs> yeah, how? We're, we're just going to talk about this all. We're just going to talk about all that. He's not, <laughs> Drew Brees is not a great game manager. Peyton Manning, a great game manager. Give me a, you need to give me examples of why uh, yeah. not a great game You just manager. can't say random words and... <laughs> Drew Brees is, I a, love is he's not, he doesn't sit back and he doesn't do what Peyton Manning does. Throw the ball? <laughs> God damn. Yeah, he doesn't have the arm strength. Pre-snap. Get that it. Have you ever watched him play? Dude, he's not <laughs> he's not great. Sean Payton is what makes Drew Brees a great if you say a great game manager. So Sean Payton puts Drew Brees in great situations. Isn't so that Drew the point Brees is Huh? Isn't that the point of coaching? Yeah. But what I'm saying is not all quarterbacks have the offensive minds of Sean Payton. No, that's why they're not as good. Yeah. All the what they do to be is re- read the defense. They see what defense they're going to play pre-snap. Get out of the, whatever play the coach has called if it's a bad play for that defense. Drew, Drew Brees, Brees does that really really out good. of any plays though because Sean Payton puts <clears> him in the best play possible. Also. You can just you know throw it to Michael Thomas That's and true. that usually be triple covered. It's yeah, a catch. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Oh. I'm pretty sure no offensive quarterback ever told Peyton Manning what fucking play to run. They're saying Peyton Manning was just calling the game by yeah. himself. Calling it. <laughs> He's the sheriff, motherfucker. Okay, so you gave us one example for one of the smartest quarterbacks of all time, yeah. Peyton Manning. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm saying Drew Brees is a top five quarterback of all time. I don't think that Drew Brees is a great game manager. I still don't know what you mean by yeah. that. So we're going to go ahead <laughs> and gonna, transition. We're going to move on. Because we're, well, well, this is just beating another dead horse. That's what I just said. <laughs> I just said this. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, back to Dak Prescott. He's going to get, He's. I think he's going to end up getting 35 mil from the Cowboys. That's too much. It's way too much. <laughs> I didn't say what they should do. I said this is what's going to happen. And if you look at all the quarterbacks that are getting paid, it's deserved. I, I said that last week. If I mean, I know you guys talked about this last week. I think that Prescott's better than golf. Thank you. Golf, whatever, however. You have a you tried to argue with me that he wasn't. And golf puts up similar. Really they're argue. they're very similar I just QBs. Don't think he is. They're very similar QBs. I feel like both of them don't have the greatest arm in the world, like deep ball wise, but they still have enough to get the job done. And then it's really they're going to live and die by their accuracy over the middle of the field. I think the only really good year that Goff has had is when Todd Gurley was elite. And And that makes your life a lot easier is when you have the best player on the field doing everything for you. Yeah. I mean, Um, I I said that. Now, granted, Goff had a lot of really great throws that year as well, and he progressed a ton. But he hasn't been able to sustain that level of success without Todd Gurley. I don't know, last year, I, believe, I, pulled up, I think I pulled it up last week. He pulled up. He was number he was five third, in yards. Third, yeah, third. and I mean, it's and but stats. I, but, but what I told you was, you can't, I, I don't base 
how good a quarterback is on his throwing stats. I think that the Dak the Prescott total is not the number one quarterback in the NFL. Well, that'd be James Winston. <laughs> like that, Dak Prescott's not the best quarterback in the NFL because he led the league in passing. No, that was James Winston. Get it right. Either put some way. put some respect on them grab yeah, legs. Respect on, on his name. Fucking 30, 30 interceptions. Hey, ESPN thirty for thirty next yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, he got LASIK. Now he'd be able to see. The okay, no, nah, James Winston <laughs> might be the greatest quarterback of all time. You're telling me that he threw thirty touchdowns and he couldn't see. Yeah. He didn't wear contacts. He didn't wear glasses. You're telling me that when James Winston figures out that he has five receivers and not twelve. <laughs> He's going to be end up being the best quarterback of all time. Hot take right there. You heard it here first. I just don't, I don't think golf's better than Dak. I said that last week. I, I think they're very close, but I do give – Dak's been more consistent year in and year out than what golf has. And that's the biggest thing. Golf really only had one really strong year. Yeah, and that's when Todd Gurley won the – did he win the MVP that year? No. I don't think so. He should have. Yeah, probably. Um, and then Wentz and I, is the other guy that you have to compare him to. I told, I, so here's what I said about yeah, their stats are like practically identical. Here, here's yeah. what I said about Wentz and Dak. Dak is not better than Wentz, but he's produced more than Wentz so far. Yeah, I agree. So you have to pay him. You have the same or more than Carson Wentz. You have to pay him very comparable, and that's yeah. the thing is that Dak feels slighted for being a fourth round pick and not making any money in his first four years. So he wants that extra bump compared to what he probably feel like he should get. I think he's going to get 35 mil. The only thing and I'm going to cry on the inside when that happens. The only thing that pisses me off about Dak Prescott is I never thought he'd be this guy. Every guy's that guy. In <laughs> Tom the Brady's not that guy. One, yeah, that's one person out of – But And I don't blame him. I do the I'm same saying, thing. I'm not, saying I'm, bla- I'm, I'm not saying I'm blaming him, but you also have to sit back and realize – that you're not going to win games by yourself. Like, Dak needs weapons around him. Well, I mean, every quarterback needs weapons around them. Drew Brees does not need weapons around him. Uh, let me just put it this way. If it wasn't for Michael Thomas, I don't think Drew Brees is in the NFL These anymore. past two, three years. I'm talking before. Mm-hmm. That's He's bad. always had weapons. That's a bad Not joke. really. Drew Brees has made his weapons. Uh, I think the there system. Was, yeah, there, there, I think the okay, system look, has made the weapons more Marcus than anything. Colston, are we really going to say Marcus Colston? We have two good fucking years. Hey, guess what? In those two years, he, a, <laughs> he caught everything. <laughs> he was a poor man's Michael Thomas. Very poor. A very poor. Very poor. <laughs> a welfare Michael Thomas. <laughs> but he was in there. <laughs> but, but I'm saying in Drew Brees' prime, he didn't need a top receiver. He, he did didn't have he, one. He does, yes and no. So Wilson was a number one receiver. He was then. He was, he was the Saints, his, his prime, and that's all you but need. If he goes anywhere else, mm-hmm. he's not. But see, who cares if had, and uh, this is if a if a guy fits your system perfectly, then who cares? Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, perfect, him? perfect example. Tom Brady is not the most skilled quarterback of all time. No, no. Not even close. He fits the system, but he's in a perfect system for him. <clears throat> but he's never had a. Don't you, don't had Randy you Moss. say he, it. He, he had Randy, Randy Moss was out of his prime. No, he was not. <laughs> he, he okay, still he had Randy Moss for what, two years? I am he, for, he, like, what, like the four or five? Yes. Those years? He broke but, every record right. ever yeah. Brady until Manning did it. Brady was also really good. 
Let's give Brady some credit. No, no, no. Brady's really good, is, obviously. But if you're talking about how just how many pure... rings did he win with Moss? One. I don't know. Maybe. So he won five without him. No, maybe. that's my. Did he point. Win? No, they went undefeated that year and they lost to the Giants. So they didn't win a ring. That's what you're telling me. No, I don't think they did. Okay, think. that's what I'm saying. So did he win a ring with Moss? I don't think so. I don't know. I actually okay, don't so know. So he won six without a top receiver. That's my point. Yeah, but you also yeah. had... He won six with fucking Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman. But see, that's proving yeah, our mean, point. He had, he had Aaron that's... Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski, which but it, but is a his... very big help. And when he won those earlier Super Bowls, he had, yeah, they had good receivers. Huh? Chris Hogan. He wasn't in the NFL yet. I know. Chris was... Hogan was in diapers when <laughs> he first started winning those Super Bowls. But yeah, what but I'm Troy saying Brown. is Tom Brady has never had a true number one receiver in the NFL's eyes. But so see, that's... He's also never had to go and win games by himself, really. They've always had a good defense. And if anything, that's proving our point even more. You don't <laughs> have to be elite talent. You just have to mm-hmm. fit in that system. Mm-hmm. Dak needs elite talent, though. Not really. Um, but he he has all the talent around him that he needs. Mm-hmm. If we bring back Cooper. Yeah. I think that's pretty much a done deal that he's getting brought back. There's reports out saying now that they're pretty close. Now, you you never want to believe these until it actually happens, but McCarthy already went out and said very early on that Cooper's the number two priority to re-sign, and we have more than enough money to sign Dak and Cooper to very big contracts. I think we had close to 70 or 80 mil in cap room. I think we're re-signing Randall Cobb. That and is that, huge. Uh, and that salary cap is going up. I think the last latest projections were like two hundred million. I'm pretty, cap. I'm pretty sure McCarthy said he wants Randall Cobb back. Oh, well, I mean, it's a why wouldn't he want him back? I mean, it's a I mean, one. He's played in the system before that McCarthy's putting in. It's and two. He's a hell of a slot receiver. I mean, for Cobb, it's a perfect scenario because you're getting back reunited with the coach that brought you into the league and you've had success with while also staying on the same team that you just had a bounce-back year with. I think he'll take less money to stay in Dallas just because of the fit than what he could get out on the open market. So another thing that kind of – it just kind of – I'm not saying that Dak's wrong for this, but I thought the way that Dak talked – and the way that he was and the way he portrayed himself, that he was going to take less money for better talent. When did he ever say that? I'm, I'm not saying that he said that. <laughs> I'm saying that the way that he portrayed himself as being the team first over everything, which it could have just been blah, blah, blah. It's also, I'm the ha- fucking quarterback. I have to say this shit. It's also how you have to – you can be that guy and still think that you, you should get paid what you worth. I'm not saying – I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is when the Cowboys are kind of in a salary cap stranglehold right now, which they're not. But we need we need Byron Jones. No. Yes. No, nah, Byron Jones can go. Cheetah Bay Awuzie is not a number one corner. First off, Chidobe. Whatever. <laughs> Pronounce it right. Fucking Chipotle. So would I. That sounds really good. Okay. Right now. What are we doing after, boys? Awuzie <laughs> well, is not a number one corner. No, he's not. And Jordan Lewis could be a number two corner. No. Is he small? No. I don't know I, he's small. He's a great slot. I, I, he's not a great slot. He's done okay. He's been hit or miss, which that's pretty so, common with but here's most what corners. I'm saying, if we get rid of Byron Jones, now we got a Wuzier, Jordan Lewis, and we got to resign Anthony Brown if, we, if we're going to need a slot corner. Yeah, but I'd rather do that. So the only <clears> problem <throat> with Byron Jones 
It's not that we don't want him back. He's going to be out of the price range. When corners hit the open market, they get paid at least a quarter, sometimes half. Well, they said he's the number one free agency prospect right now. Yeah, and he's going to get overpaid by a lot. The only downfall of Byron Jones is he doesn't intercept the ball very much. And a lot of that is scheme. And a lot of that is he just doesn't have great ball skills. He's... He's, he's an athletic freak. He can play multiple positions. He can defend multiple positions. But a lot of the scheme that Rod Marinelli's played since 1947 <laughs> is you play <laughs> you play the receiver and not the ball. Right. And when you do that, you're not going to create a whole lot of turnovers because you're not focused on where the ball's Which going. I hope that changes because the Cowboys need turnovers. And Mike Nolan... <laughs> has already kind of said he's switching that scheme around to where it's going to be or what ideally what I hope is that it's similar to what the 49ers do and that they play a lot of zone, sit back, they wait and they just read the quarterback and then they have a really good defensive line that can get to them. Now, do we have the defensive line to do that? No. We have D-Law. Who's not even an elite pass rusher. He's an elite defensive end on the right side because he can play the run really well and he can pass for us a decent amount, but he's never going to get you 15, 20 sacks. He's a guy that's going to be consistent in every area of the game and also get you about nine or 10 sacks a year. So do you think that they're going to switch to the three, four? No. They're, are they staying four, three? Yeah. Yeah, they should. That's how our, how our front seven is kind of set up right now anyway. Yeah, I figured that, but I didn't know if Nolan coming over – Maybe he was because that's usually the defense he runs. Is the he can do both, and what he said is that him and McCarthy are going to draft based on talent and not really scheme fit, and they'll make the scheme fit the players, which is just mm-hmm. music to the entire state of Texas outside of Houston. Because I'm so sick and tired of the same vanilla-ass scheme (laughs) by Rod Marinelli and Jason Garrett doing the same thing with these different types of players that just didn't work. Yeah, The only good thing about the Cowboys draft is the offensive line. (laughs) Well, and Lane Vanderish. No, so Stephen Jones has actually killed the draft ever since he started taking over. Yeah. Um, Ever since we took, I mean, the past five or six years, we haven't missed much on first rounds. I remember when the Cowboys fans wanted Johnny Manziel. Uh, Jerry Jones wanted Johnny oh, Manziel. That and a terrible memory. Everybody else <laughs> in Dallas said, no, get Zach Martin. Yeah. And we got Zach Martin, and he's been one of the best one or two guards in football. To the draft, who mm-hmm. do you think the Cowboys will draft, and who do you think they should draft? It depends. Um... If I've been hearing, man, if the receiver that they want falls, then they're drafting a receiver. But I don't understand that. So a lot of these projections, I saw the same thing like on NFL, the NFL network. They were projecting us to get CeeDee Lamb, which if we don't re-sign Cooper. If CeeDee Lamb falls in our laps, I don't think. I mean, they could. I mean, if you you think about it, the receiver draft is so deep where – if you're deciding between a receiver and another position, you're probably more likely going to take another the other position at the top of the draft you still because get a quality receiver you still get a quality receiver, on. maybe your next pick. So I just think with that kind of talent, if that falls in our lap, you have to take CD. I don't think so. 
Um, yeah, it's... if you're re-sign Cooper, it's it's going to be really difficult to try to draft a receiver like that That's because like three headed dragon. That that'd be four because you also have Cobb. Yeah, but let let Cobb sit. It depends no. on how you evaluate him. No, no what? what? No. You wouldn't want Cooper, Gallup, and C.D. Lamb? I would rather have another guy who can contribute <laughs> if you already have Cobb. Let me be clear. C.D. Lamb is my dude. I <laughs> love, love that guy. <laughs> I th- I personally but, think we should draft a strong safety. But if we, if we re-sign Cooper and Cobb, that's our strongest position group. If you want to go get a young guy that can develop later on in the draft, by all means, go ahead. That's what we normally do. That's how we got Michael Gallup. We got him in the third round. Yeah, that was a steal. But why, for, why would you waste your first-round pick on a guy who would be fourth on the depth chart? And he would. A rookie coming in with three established receivers that have all had 1,000-yard seasons, and very recently, too, it'd be a waste. I, I think we should draft a strong safety. I think we need to either get a strong safety or a corner. Um, I really like Grant Delpit. I I think that if he's available, that's who we need to go get. He's a little bit more of a ball hawk than that dude from Alabama. McKinney. Yeah. Um, McKinney so, is more of a in-the-box, try-to-hit-ya, which I don't think that's what we need. I think, so I, I think when we went over our draft thing, I think – I'm pretty sure it came down to Delpit and McKinney. Mm-hmm. And I think I wanted McKinney <clears throat> because he was more of a sure tackler, mm-hmm. which something the Cowboys haven't had at strong safety is a sure tackler. Oh, Jeff Heath will hit you. Yeah, but he goes <laughs> for the big hits too much and misses <laughs> with lazy ass tackles. He's like a vanilla ass Roy Williams. <laughs> Very vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't mind Delpit either. I mean, Delpit's a ball. I think Delpit will fit more than what we need. I think Xavier Woods is more than capable of playing strong safety, and I don't like him really his deep range skills. And Delpit will give you a little bit more of that. He's proven he can go after and get the ball every year. He's played at LSU. He's tackling. tackling. That's the only real question on him. He would be a top ten pick easily if he was a sure tackler. All, but I think that's the easiest thing that you can fix. And I think that's why I chose McKinney over Delpit is just because of that sure tackle. And I'm not going to blame you for that. It's 1A or 1B. Flip a coin on those two guys. I think a couple projections lately that has McKinney going in the second round. That would be a hell of a second round pickup. I think it's because his 40 was really bad. I know he he tweaked his hamstring, I think, running it. What did he run, a 6-2? That's the only reason I'm not picking that dude yeah, in the first a, round. <laughs> I think it was he's like the four, top strong safety in four, this six, draft, six, and it's five, not even close. Four, six, seven, something. I don't, I don't know. So, did you guys see Isaiah Simmons' forty? Yeah, Sweet four, three, nine. Jesus. They uh, did the simulation with Jalen Ramsey and Derwin James to be both of them. Dude. Let's uh, let's put him at safety. He's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> shit, he won't be there though. That's the oh, problem. I know. I know. He'll go top five. <laughs> Uh, I think I had him going to Jacksonville. I think. I, I don't know. I, think that was, I don't even know what are, what are what's Jacksonville drafting going sixth. Like yeah. Nine, I think eighth or ninth. Yeah. No, I think it'll. I think he'll but end after up being, his, after his combine. He'll go quick pass. I think he'll. I think he'll go top five. He's the real deal, man. He's good. Where are the Giants picking? Uh, who cares? Or, Moving or, on. Yeah, I think he'll. Doesn't matter. 
They suck anyway. I had Jerry Judy going there. That's, I mean, it would fit a need. So it's really just depending on if Gettleman is a wanting to draft for need, b draft for you know best person available, or c do what he normally does and screw up the pick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and as a count, and it was number six. I'm pretty sure. And that actually was the right choice quarterback wise. Uh, He reached for him. Don't get me wrong. I think he'll end up being better than Dwayne Haskins in the NFL. Well, he was more pro ready than Haskins. Yeah. Haskins has a higher ceiling if he can reach it for sure. But I think that in the new NFL with hat with Jones being a little bit more athletic. Well, actually not a little bit, a lot more athletic (laughs) than Dwayne Haskins. Not all Stephen A. I think he's more of a runner than a thrower. Oh boy. Um, I'll take him this century. <laughs> um, but I think with him being a little bit more athletic and him being a little bit uh can be a little bit more mobile outside the pocket, I think Jones will end up being better than Haskins. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I mean Jones didn't play bad. I mean no they both they take him at number six though. They yeah. both like I said, they reached for him, but they wanted to get a quarterback. And when you have to choose between Jones and Haskins and also I'm all take the Eli Jones. comparisons, you know. Is it because he's same guy Is it because he's tall and white and has a? <laughs> I mean, is that <laughs> no, is that it? Same, same college coach and everything. Was it really? Yeah. I'm gonna go with because he was tall and white. He kind of does look like it. That's true. Though. He does look a little like, like him. I understand the Eli comparisons, except for Eli Manning might be the most unathletic quarterback of all time. <laughs> uh, Byron Leftwich. <laughs> all right, that's fair. You mean Dwayne Haskins? <laughs> you don't want to talk about a college Has- comparison? Has- Haskins has a, a quicker release, so let's. That's true. That That's true. I think you um, should. I think you should do okay. What do the Cowboys need to pick up in free agency? Ice defensive line is a big need. Okay, so obviously Dak and Cooper are what they're going to take care of first. I think that their number three priority needs to be uh, bringing back Robert Quinn. He had a really good bounce back year. He's still young enough to where he still has you know one good contract left in him. I, th- I know he's late 20s, maybe early 30s. I don't think he's that old, though. Uh, I still think he has more than enough time to still live out a full contract. And I mean, he did really well I last year. Yeah, but you don't really want to overspend in free agency mm-hmm. on those. And honestly, I don't know if there's any good ones out there. Uh, Jerry on Reed. Seattle. Yeah, I, I know him and Jordan Phillips are probably the best two. But with the Cowboys, we have a guy in Malik Collins who was our three technique who did pretty well, but he just was always injured. I think we need to get a big nose tackle. Antoine Woods was good, but he wasn't really consistent. You need a big nose tackle that's going to be able to clog up the run because that's been the Cowboys' problem is that they don't want to draft big defensive tackles because of whatever Ron Marinelli scheme that worked when they were freaking running the wishbone offense <laughs> back in the 70s and 80s. And you need to get bigger guys that can stuff the run and create more lanes for Van Der Esch and Smith to come through and make tackles. The biggest bust of the Cowboys last year was Tristan Hill. I was expecting so much from that kid. Are you stupid? You shouldn't have. I, I mean, Does Taco him. Charlton ring a bell? That was pretty bad. No, so Tristan Hill was the second round pick. So the problem is, though, is Taco Charlton had potential. Well, so does Tristan Hill. Every player has potential. But I have potential. Taco Charlton was a good pass rusher. He 
Now he was right. more of a project. He was a good pass rusher. And you don't really want it. So he this had is speed and he had good hands off the edge. So this is what the Tristan Cal Hill's problem is he can't even show up for a fucking meeting on time. Yeah, he's pretty much he's pretty much hot garbage. Yeah, well. But the Cowboys philosophy always was the first round you want to get obviously the best player. The second round they reach a little bit for up for potential. They did that with Randy Gregory. They did that with Jalen Smith. They did that with Tristan Hill. Sometimes it works, a lot of time it doesn't. But really, if you look at it, that's kind of it's no more of a crapshoot than it is for the rest of the draft. You don't know how these guys are going to pick. So I'm good with them reaching out to try to get higher ceiling guys because if it works, then you look like a genius, Jalen Smith. Uh, Malik Collins? No, or Lyle Collins? Oh, he was undrafted. Was he? Yeah, so with him, he, he was projected. He was, the, he was a top. He was a top. Marijuana. The guy, no. The marijuana no. He was a first no, that wasn't. No, that was, that like, was a Tunzel. Tunzel, yeah. Uh, so Lyle Collins. He was, a, oh, yeah, he had the, he the, was He was projected first round offensive lineman. Yeah, he was, got screwed. That's right. That was he murder, was investigated in a murder investigation. Yeah. Right. And it scared everybody off. Well, it came to realize that he was never really a suspect. And he was cleared very early. Mm-hmm. Once that got figured out, then everybody's like, oh, we got to sign him. And thankfully, the Cowboys offered up more guaranteed money than just about anybody to get him. So that was a first-round talent that we got for basically nothing. And he actually should have made the Pro Bowl last year. He got screwed. Yeah. He should have made the Pro Bowl over Tyrone Smith. That, yeah. That was- I'm tired of Tyrone Smith making fucking <laughs> Pro Bowls. I mean, Pro Bowls are holding – He'd be fucking number one pick. <laughs> Tyrone Smith is still in the entire NFL. He's a top three left tackle. He, he's still great. His problem is that he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And he holds too goddamn much. Because he's not healthy. Yeah. When he's fully healthy, he is still a man mover. The I only problem was is... The, uh, Doug Free was playing left tackle <laughs> for us last year. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. How Doug, Was every other drive ruined? <laughs> Okay. I remember Romo would throw an 85-yard bomb. There'd be a flag on the play. Goddamn, dog free. Broken collarbone, too, for Romo. Damn it. Dude, every, broken. Every time there was so a holding, it was always dog free. You couldn't even save Romo. What the fuck is going Could on? Could you imagine? Uh, Romo wouldn't have had a career if Doug free didn't hold. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, Tony Romo. Uh, One of the most underrated quarterbacks ever. He also had nine in chance. I think he just came out like yesterday. I saw. <laughs> you know, about you it. know what? Also, we got seventeen mil from yeah. CBS. Yeah, Good Michael Thomas came out. I think it was yesterday or today, and said that it's bullshit. The broadcaster is making more guaranteed money than seven. Yeah, but guess what? How much? How much money has Romo brought into CBS? A shit. Exactly. He's worth it. I don't know if he's worth 17 mil, he 17 but he's worth a lot of money for CBS and broadcast. And no, and I agree, but what Michael Thomas and what a lot of these NFL players don't realize, especially the U.S. women's soccer team doesn't realize, is that the money you bring in is the money you're going to get paid. And they just don't understand basic economics. And in Michael Thomas's point, I understand that you're pissed off that a broadcaster is making more money than over 90% of the NFL. But if that's the money he's bringing in, and if Romo put himself into a bidding war between, because he was, I I don't know if it's true, but they said that ESPN was going to go after him for the Monday night gig. 
And if Thank he can, God. and if Who he created, oh God, God, Booger McFarland. And they thought Jason Witten was bad. <laughs> Booger McFarland is terrible. It's the not. reason they lost. They finished with less points. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. At least John Madden. <laughs> at least John Madden had was more it was entertaining. Yeah, at least he at talked least nonsense, yeah. but it was like funny. Like boom. Yeah. <laughs> at least he Brett Favre. This is the drew lines around. And- Booger McFarland is terrible. That's awesome. And you always think he's going to say something freaking fantastic, and it's nope. He sets it. He has the best setup game I've ever heard <laughs> out of an announcer. And then that's it. Like it's all setup, no finish. Well, you are married now, so. <laughs> and his love for Brett Favre, quite hilarious. <clears throat> Back to the but, but there, subject. But there, his him and Pat Summer, although together, that's what made him so good. That is true. Get Pat to the right, 25. So back to the original 20. subject. What should the Cowboys do with Dak Prescott? So this is what I would do, and I'm going to be on a bit of a limb here. Now, granted, there's no way in hell this is going to happen. I'd franchise Dak, Dak and offer him to the Bengals for the number one draft pick and another first-rounder. Draft Joe Burrow. So you're saying franchise tag Dak, trade Dak, and a first-round pick to the Bengals Yep. For, for the number one pick. Yep, and draft Joe Burrow. And here's why. Do I think Joe Burrow is going to be a better quarterback than Dak? Maybe. If he. You can sell it to the Bengals as, here's an established quarterback that's done good for the past three or four years. Here's a sure thing. Go pay him. And the Bengals are stupid enough that they might do it. No, no they it won't. Sucks, Mike Brown's the owner. They're not going to pay him. All right, that's true. <laughs> they might be stupid enough to trade for him, though. True. <laughs> the only thing that sucks, though, is Tank that's, for a Trevor hell, that's a hell of a captain. And so here's here's my reasoning. And it's not because I don't think Dak is good enough to win a Super Bowl. I do. I, I think that in the right scenario, with all the weapons around him, Dak's a good quarterback. And he's good enough to win a Super Bowl if the pieces around him perform. But if you pay Dak all that money you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of other pieces like a Byron Jones, like probably a Robert Quinn. And that model in the NFL has not worked. Name one quarterback that's paid all of that money that's won a Super Bowl. None of them. I can only imagine how much Mahomes is going to get. All of it. How much is the salary cap? He's going to get all of it. And plus you get Burrow on a rookie contract, which is four years plus a fifth-year option. Bingo. And that's the key is that a lot of these models and that's what everybody is doing now is they're investing heavily in the other areas since they can get a quarterback for cheap. So what do you do at the strong safety position if you give that up? Oh, it really just depends on what you do uh, and what what you're trading away. in my mind is what I was talking about with Dewey is if Dak's not signed, why not go sign? Why not go draft a quarterback? At 17, you're not going to get a good one. No, you won't. There will be four quarterbacks gone They'll by the time gone. 17's yeah. up. Do you like Fromm? No. That dude has a noodle arm. No, not Fromm. He Frum. does. Do you like Eason? No. I like it. He's got a howitzer. He does. But he don't know where to put it. Yeah. The he, only I mean, one, the only person that. Like love? Um, he's more of a project quarterback he's got a lot he's got he's got a lot more development than what the other top three guys have but he does have a rocket arm and the they said said love is uh one that he's gonna have to sit 
Yeah, he is, and that's I mean, not really like what you want for the Cowboys. Mahomes. As far as the skills, skill wise, it's Mahomes. Yeah, that's right. definitely the ceiling, and that's yeah. probably the ceiling, the highest ceiling for any quarterback. Yeah, but I don't know that's, if he's going to be as accurate as what Mahomes is. Mm-hmm. Is what the issue is yeah, with that's him. His, that is and issue. now this isn't really his fault, but it was kind of like Josh Allen in college. When you're on such a bad team, I, he, led, he led college football on interceptions. And here's and here's why I think it is is because oh. when you're on such a bad team, you're really only doing one or two reads at most because you know fucking Billy Bob <clears throat> Thornton's son from fucking <laughs> Boise, Idaho, isn't going to get open consistently in the slot. You're going to have your one or two reads because you know that's all your offensive line is going to be able to block for. And if those one or two reads aren't open, you're going to have to make a play. You're going to have to force stuff down the field. You're going to have to try to run for your life because you're not going to sit back there and take a sack all day. Yeah. And the interception thing is overblown because you have to take it as – were they all his fault? Was right. it just bad decisions? Or was it – And even if it is I mean, a lot of it – Matt Ryan. For Utah State. And so. a lot, to go off of Dewey's point, even if a lot of it is his fault and bad decisions, it's because he's making a play – or trying to make a play when there wasn't one available. And if he's actually in a good system with a good QB coach that can tell him how to progress, I'm not worried about Jordan Love. I think Mm -hmm. he's going to be good, but you have to give him time to develop. I think Justin Herbert's going to be the big bust of the draft. So do I. I I said that. I think I said that last time. He has not won one big game in college with his arm. Makes four decisions often. We're talking Herbert going to – Chargers. Well, I don't I mean, think so. I think Chargers are going to try to get a free agent. I mean, they're going from one right. duck to another. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to, they're here, they're going to make a, a run at Brady. Yeah, I mean, that's the big talk. Everybody thinks that Tom Brady, if he does leave, he's either going to go to uh, Las, Las Vegas or LA. LA. Well, if they get him, that'll immediately put people in the seats when they play. Yeah, I mean, for for LA, it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. You have to go after him. And honestly, I think it's a good idea. If Brady decides to leave New England, it's not a bad setup. They have a really good defensive line. Mm-hmm. They have a good number one receiver. They have a couple of good running backs. Good if they, yeah, they have a couple of good LA. They have, they have a good receiver. Yeah, they have. Yeah, and they're fine. They have Eckler, even if they don't bring back Melvin Gordon, which I don't think they should do, by the way. I think Austin Eckler's better in that system. But if for, for Tom Brady, if you're going to leave New England, that's the best situation, I think. The only thing that sucks about if we lose Byron Jones is they're talking about the Eagles. Man, I don't. Eagles can overpay <laughs> for everybody. They they do it every year. Name one good person that the Eagles has signed and a big free agent that's really panned out. <laughs> we what, was, what was that corner? That, what was that corner's name? They fucking overpaid. For? Oh, Nambi Asimov. Asimov. Oh, he had one point. good year in Oakland. And got he actually, his by. whole career in Oakland was really good. Yeah, he was. He was a stud in yeah. Oakland. I was really pissed off when they signed him. And he, and once then, he, as soon as he got paid, he just stopped working. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he like disappeared. Their last yeah. good free agent signing was Terrell Owens. But Chris Long, Chris Longwood, no, they. I mean, they they've done good here and there. Eagles have just done a really good at drafting and developing. Derek Barnett is going to be in. Oh, he already is. Um, so let's switch it up. Let's go to some college basketball. Well, before that, okay, sorry, Dewey. I have a question uh, regarding the draft. So the top ten 
picks. Um, obviously, last year the 49ers went from having the number two pick to making it to the Super Bowl. So out of anybody in the top ten, who do you think has the best chance to, to do what the 49ers All right, yeah, you got to run who's through the top ten. I've, I've been away from sports for a little while. I got you. Obviously, the number one Bengals. And no, I'm just kidding. Two is the Redskins. Three is the Lions. Giants. Four is the Giants. Dolphins. Six is Jacksonville. Six is the, let's see, Redskins, Lions. Six is the Chargers. Seven is the Panthers. Got Arizona, Jacksonville, and Cleveland. Top 10. Now, is it what top 10 team is most likely to make the playoffs or make a Super Bowl run? We'll go playoffs. We'll go playoffs. Okay, because Super Bowl similar, run Super Bowl run's going to be zero of none of them. Um, playoffs, it's going to be... <clears throat> I see three teams I could potentially make it. Maybe four if Tom Brady goes to L.A. And that's going to be the Giants the Browns, and the Panthers. You see the Giants making the playoffs. They have a chance. Potentially. They have a chance. They do have Saquon. With a full season of Daniel Jones, and if he can progress how quarterbacks normally progress in their second year with a full (laughs) season of a healthy Saquon, and if they do good in the draft, and they draft a number one type of receiver like Jerry Judy, I think they should be fine. They've invested heavily on their defensive line. Eventually, one of those guys has got to make a play. Their corners are terrible, though. Yeah, but so, but how many good teams have back half of their defense? How many good teams have good corners? I, but what I'm saying is, their whole like, if you look outside of their defensive line, their whole defense is terrible. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. But if you're gonna put can put a gun to my head and tell me which of these top ten teams. In the draft, to have a chance to make the playoffs. I'm giving you my answer. Okay, we'll go Giants. <laughs> I agree with you on it depends game. on what yeah. they do with Cam Newton. Honestly, yeah. I think they need to bring him back. I don't. I think Kyle, Kyle Allen was kind of just flashing a pan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that they have a good team around them. If Isaiah Simmons can somehow fall to them to replace Luke Keekley, the best case scenario. But they have a decent team around them. McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey's the best running back. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of do it all. I mean, you have good young receivers that you can hope can progress too. So, uh, Curtis Samuel, he's yeah, a fast Samuel. little son of a bitch. And I see Cleveland too. They they have to go wild card. I don't see them winning the division. I mean, no, I don't uh, think they're going to beat the Ravens, but they have so much talent yeah, on the team. And now that you you just want to give them a legitimate coach that knows what he's doing, yeah, and it's just Stefanski's it. <laughs> I mean, no, I said if. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, but honestly, I don't know. It can't he, be worse than Kitchens, let's be honest. I mean, he developed that Vikings offense pretty well. Now, So they said that, but then they took it back and said Kubiak is the one that actually did that. Did what? Like, it was Stefanski, but Kubiak oversaw Stefanski. Like, yeah, Kubiak, so I don't – Kubiak is the one that made the final decisions on the, on the offense. Yeah, I mean, you don't really well, you know. you also got to – But also, it's – a head coach is being different than a coordinator, too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to see, but it couldn't be any worse than yeah, Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, right. Good God. I mean, how do you go from a running backs coach to a head coach in half a year? He it's wasn't... because of how great he did in that 
eight games calling plays. Yeah, but I think that was more of a tribute to Greg Williams than it was. Well, Greg, Greg Williams didn't call any of the offensive plays. You don't, well, you don't have to, but he's the one that brought that team together after the whole fiasco. I think it, I think with, it was. I know there was. Uh, people are saying it was Freddie Kitchens that was behind Baker's development. I think it was the QB coach Zampezi. But see, here's what I don't like: is that if Freddie Kitchens of, is the one that took over the offense, why was your offense completely different from when you're an interim interim OC compared to the head coach? Because you brought the in offense? a new offensive coordinator, but so that's. Brought, so it, what it was is he was calling Todd Haley's plays, basically, in the second half of the year. And then you bring in Todd Munkin, and he still wants to call the plays, but he's calling Todd Munkin's plays. And, uh, you know, Todd Munkin, all his plays are fucking... Actually, I have no idea who that is no, at no. all. He was um, a and Buccaneers offensive coordinator before last year. Was he Bruce Arians' freaking <clears throat> offspring? <laughs> <laughs> because that's the same offense that Bruce Arians runs. But it didn't How work. How do you have a top three tight end that never throws an interception? OJ Howard has the potential a potential to be three a top tight end? three tight end. Are you talking about for Bucking for Tampa yes. Bay? <laughs> oh, we're switched on to them now. No, I'm just. Um, I, that, I, one, I mean, honestly, me off because I drafted him in every goddamn fantasy league, and he shit the bed. But well, you got Jimmy Winston. All. Arians. No, it's it's Winston. No, it's Arians. I don't know how far Arians away was he from Winston. He may not know that OJ Howard exists. <laughs> He threw it to Mike Evans or Chris Godwin, and that was fucking it. To be fair, that's all you need to do. <laughs> that is easily but the OJ, best one-two tandem but, in the NFL. But OJ Howard is an animal, dude. Why do you not use him? Because he's the third option. <laughs> I don't give a shit. If Mike Evans and Chris Godwin's open, you're going to throw not it to him. Even when they're double covered, he's and, throwing it to him. And guess what? They were open. Not 30 times. <laughs> well, they may have been. He just may have not seen them. <laughs> LASIK. I'm just saying, I'm, LASIK. I'm all in LASIK. on LASIK. <laughs> so let's switch it up to basketball. Oh, boy. We'll go college first. One, who do you think is going to win the National Championship? Oh, Anybody. Do you have a hat <laughs> yeah. that we can just kind of like throw <clears throat> names right, into? Give me the final four. Do you have That's a hat <laughs> that you can just kind of throw names right? into? This is the most even field that i can remember in a really long time mm-hmm. like if i'm a sports better i'm not betting on college basketball this year at all um i think gonzaga is going to make a really deep run i think they're going to at least make final four just based off of experience they've been there before and they kind of live through their bigs um other than that it's a crapshoot kansas honestly i think kansas is because as as a bookie's going to anchor anchor that defense and he and you put the biggest thing that Kansas did was sit their other big guy and put four guards around as a bookie. It has completely opened up their offense and they have been killing it since then. I don't think I mean they may have lost one game since they since they sat their other big. Uh I think Kansas is going to make the final four. I'm going to put Kansas and Gonzaga in the final. I don't think Baylor has a consistent enough offense. They just got beat by TCU. They did, but like I said, that's another thing. Everybody has been upset by somebody like that this year. Um, What do you think about about UD? They have a chance to make a really good run, but you just don't really know with a team like that because the only two teams that they have played that are worth a damn comparative to like big picture – you know, like potential Sweet 16 teams, they've lost to. 
I think they beat themselves against Kansas. They had Kansas on the ropes. 100%. They Kansas, beat Kansas. And UD is a better team than what they were then, but so is Kansas. Yeah. Based off of what I just said, they made that switch in the lineup to put four guards around Azabuki. It just it just blew my mind how bad UD played the last five minutes against Kansas. I mean, a lot of that's inexperience, and, and that, that might and be something that bites them in the ass in the NCAA tournament. And that's what I said whenever we were talking about it. Guys that aren't used to being in that situation, playing against a team like Kansas. Yeah, I mean, if you go to Kansas, you expect to be in those situations. <clears throat> I mean, they're not—they're going to recruit guys that are ready for those. They yeah. who've played high-end <clears throat> AAU and call in high school basketball for four years already. Compared to UD guys, how many offers did they really get? Right. Um, player of the year. <sighs> Toppin might win it. I think he locked it up with the last game they want. They played. Toppin might win it, and I don't think Toppin is anywhere near the best player in the NCAA, but UD has done a very good job of winning the games they're supposed to, and most of the time winning in very convincing fashion. And with Toppin being the head horse for that and putting up good numbers, also flashy plays help. All these acrobatic dunks and athletic dunks that he's been able to do to put himself on SportsCenter gets him in front of these voters, gets him in front of different fans who might not know who the hell that is. I think he's going to end up winning it. Top five pick? He might. It'll be borderline. I don't think he should be. I I really don't think he's going to do great in the NBA, but I, have a, I can see him. He should be very easily a top ten pick, borderline top five. Um, Definitely not top three, though. That's already pretty much locked up. Lamelo, Wiseman, and the uh, oh God, I can't remember his name, but the dude from Georgia, the guy's an athletic freak. Uh, fuck, I can't. Remember. He was a I, I, I he was a long. he was a top he was one of the top recruits <clears throat> to come out of high school and last year. He said Georgia. Everybody was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yep. it's odd. Um, let's get into. The NBA really quick. Um, what do you think? Or okay, how do you think the Mavericks are doing, and how do you think they finish out the year? I'm really excited to be a Mavericks fan again. Drafting Luka Doncic. How stupid is Phoenix, Sacramento, and Atlanta for not getting this guy? Cool. Yeah. Atlanta drafted him and just traded him for Trey Young. So. Even no. even more stupid. Well, they didn't draft him. Well, they yeah, already they, they already traded they, the pick. Yeah, they traded the pick. So they technically didn't draft him. No, I thought they had. They, I thought they had they had the pick and they drafted him. No. And then well, him. well, they they technically drafted him, but the trade was already in place. So what happens in that situation is Dallas calls <laughs> Atlanta and says, "Hey, draft Luka Doncic." We'll draft Trey Young, and then we'll trade. Yeah, and then so basically they traded Luka Doncic for Trey Young and uh, the dude from Duke. Hmm, God, the third wheel last year to Barrett and uh, yes, Cam Reddish. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say that we won out on that one. By Trey Young's lot. having a great year. Trey Young's really good. He's also the worst defender in the NBA. Um, I would much rather have Luka. Luka's already a top 10 player in the NBA, and he's pushing top five. Yeah. I don't think he's there right now, but I 
his first two years as a 19 and 20 year old has not been done I, I wasn't, like this. I, I wasn't 100% sold on Luca whenever we drafted. Yeah, but you know who was? Mark Cuban, thank God. Yeah. The Mavericks have Absolutely. done a really good job of putting scouts in overseas and really putting their work in overseas to see if a guy's worth it or not. They did their homework on Luca and knew that he was going to be special. And boy, he is. He was uh he was in talks to be that number one pick, and then they his athleticism wasn't quite where as uh, he wasn't as athletic. And one hundred percent, he out of all the superstars, yeah. he's probably the least athletic one. But he is so skilled, and he knows exactly what he wants to do with the ball every time he's poking up a dribble. It doesn't matter. Now, I think he has a lot that he needs to improve on. His three point percentage is not good. Um especially at step backs. And a lot of that is because a lot of it's off the dribble and he's creating space to be able to drive in, but he needs to live in the paint. And if he continues to live in the paint, like he has been here lately, you can't stop him. I compare him to a Larry Bird almost. He's a more, he's a little bit more athletic than Larry Bird. Uh, yeah. And I think, I think what I told Dewey was a little uh, more athletic Larry Bird. And he has, he doesn't have Larry Bird shot. But the way that he plays. I think he would if it was a lot of set shots like Bird was. I, he's a very good shooter, but he takes a lot of challenging shots. Um, I'm just glad. I'm glad we signed uh, Porzingis. I'm so glad we signed Porzingis. So this is going to, I don't mean this to sound bad, but the best thing that happened to the Mavericks was Dwight Powell getting hurt. And Dwight Powell was the starting center for the Mavericks and was having a phenomenal year, was an athletic pick-and-roll partner for Doncic and doing great. But when he got hurt, we moved Porzingis to the five, and we put in another shooting guard in in the lineup since Luka basically runs point anyway. And Porzingis at the five has been thriving because he's a lot more involved in the pick-and-roll offense instead of just sitting on the wing and just sitting there and then just shooting if a ball gets passed to him. So he's getting a lot more opportunities in the paint and a lot more mismatches off of the pick and rolls. And him and Doncic are now starting to develop that chemistry. And, man, that's going to be a nasty duo. I've noticed that not just NBA and college, uh, these teams that are switching there, they'll go more guard heavy, taking out, like, one of their bigs and putting in another guard. Seems to be really paying off. You just open up the floor so much. I mean – because if your five man can shoot the ball, which can, Porzingis can, pick and pop, pick and roll, or okay, the pick the pick and roll is not there. Okay, Doncic drives. Somebody's gonna have to step out, and then you just kick it out to yeah. And you're putting him around mm-hmm. three shooters. Yeah, Tim Hardaway has had a resurgence year this year, and he's been killing it. I'm I'm really glad that we didn't give him up. I don't think it was ever in question that we were going to give him uh, up for anybody. When they were talking about the drug trade. I don't think that we yeah. ever were serious about that. I think we were in talks because it was a natural fit because people think we needed a center. But I was saying this from the get-go. I would rather have had Powell because he fit better in the system. And then when it turned out that Porzingis needs to be our starting center, I mean, you got to roll with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I like where the Mavericks are at right now. It's... Those last these last couple of years have been rough. Yeah, I don't, fan, especially when you're so used to winning, like the way the Mavericks have. Well, I mean, when you have being a Cavs fan, when LeBron leaves, yeah, Not yeah, that 
Um, <laughs> we, we, have, we haven't been that bad. Uh, we never had Eric Snow on our roster, yeah. so. <laughs> I'm just saying. We, we do have J.J. Barrett. <laughs> hey, that dude's an hey. ageless wonder. He's <laughs> yes. like Jose Calderon. He's, he's my size, but gets buckets. He does get buckets. Not so much um, anymore because he's like. Is he like, was it was it him? Or is he like 5'6 or something? Yeah, he's he's 5'9, he oh. but. Um, how do you think his Mavericks do finish the year? As long as we avoid the Clippers in the first round, we have a legitimate shot of winning the first round. I don't think we will, but it'll be six, seven game series. I think we match up really well with the, um, with the nuggets. I think we can beat the nuggets in a potential seven round series or seven game series. Um, what about the Lakers? No, no, but we're not going to get the eighth seed. There's no way the eighth seed is like borderline 500 right now. Cause yeah, I think Memphis, uh, Memphis still had them and, and uh, Ma- Mavericks are 12 games over 500, so there's no way that we give up at least Portland. a seventh seed. Memphis and Portland. Memphis and Portland. But I think that if I'm hoping that we match up with the with the Nuggets, I think we can match up really well with them. Um, I don't know who you're going to put on Doncic that has the size to keep up with them. Their best defender is uh, Gary Harris. Yeah, and he's he's six four six five. Uh, Doncic is quicker. Doncic is taller. He's more skilled. He's going to get buckets on Gary Harris yeah. Jr. And we match up with Nokic with Porzingis. Put Porzingis on him, and d- don't get me wrong, Jochik is better. By... He's the best offensive center in, in the game. Yeah, and it's not close. <laughs> but if you're putting a guy that has three or four inches on him, that has the athleticism to keep up with him, who is an elite rim defender in Porzingis, that's their best case scenario. Yeah. So I, I'm in the same boat. I think the Mavericks can come out and probably steal a series. I don't think we're ready for a Western Conference Finals appearance. No, it's like it's far and away the Clippers and the Lakers when they're both healthy. They're far and away the best two teams. Um, the Rockets have a chance to I make something I happen. Think the, Rockets the problem and the Clippers is match up. The Rockets might be able to steal. The problem is playoff basketball is different. So they don't get as many calls, but they don't. They aren't going to need them going five wide like they have, because yeah. Harden and Westbrook can blow by just about anybody. Harden I mean, can create a shot on so, anybody. So here's the thing: you put Kawhi. No, you're going to put you're Kawhi on Harden. No, you're probably going to put Patrick Beverly on Westbrook, and you're probably going to put Paul George on Harden. I go. Kawhi is not the defender that he used to be. He's better than Paul George. No, he's Defending wise, nope. nope. Okay, either way, you want to save <laughs> you want to save Kawhi for the offensive end because he's the. They're not Clippers are not a great offensive team, but they have but they're an elite defensive team. Best defensive team in the league. Yeah, you want to save up your shot creator on the offensive end. You want to save him and you want to hide him on PJ Tucker. I think I think the Rockets would be able to steal a series from Clippers. They have a chance to. Um, I think LA in my mind is for sure Western Conference Finals. It should be. Mm-hmm. They're they're by far the top two talented teams, especially since the Clippers added Marcus Morris. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, the, the Lakers added Morris too, didn't they? Yeah, they added the other Morris yeah, twin, Marcus. but he's not nearly as good. Yeah, he's no, not. But he's a bigger body that they needed. No, 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 for sure. I think. <clears throat> 
yeah, I mean, I really <laughs> they should have gone after the other Morris a little bit harder. But this isn't a bad consolation prize. I think the Lakers' problem is they don't have a secondary ball handler behind LeBron. Rajon Rondo has stunk this Alex year. That is the most overrated dude in the <laughs> NBA. How did ever? Why did he get so popular? Because he's bald and white. Damn, know. Jared Brenniger would be good in the NBA <laughs> by that standard. He is, but he's not that good, and he's not. He's he can, he can get buckets. He's at the very end of the. He's like a nine or tenth rotation guy. Caruso can get buckets. He's averaging what five or six points a game. He can get buckets. Oh yeah, two apparently. <laughs> I mean, you're right. And I that, mean, LeBron won with <laughs> we were some pretty bad players. Guys. So Sasha Pavlovich. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, Eric Snow, Larry Hughes. No, they're not good. Don't get me wrong. And in the playoffs, it's not as big of a deal because LeBron's pretty much never going to sit. Yeah. But you need a guy that can handle the ball, that can run the offense, and not have a significant drop-off other than LeBron, and that's where they really messed up on not being able to convince Darren Collison to come out of retirement. Well, that and uh, the Anthony Davis trade, they had to give up. Uh, the whole team? The whole team. Worth it, Which, though. But in my mind, I would have tried to keep Josh Hart away. <laughs> uh, they, I, I don't think that, to keep Josh I don't think that that – but he's even not even a ball handler uh, like that. He's better than what they got. It's not hard, but he doesn't really fit that problem either. He's a little bit worse. I mean, he's – He's like Avery Bradley, but Avery Bradley can defend a little bit better. Yeah, Bradley's a really good defender. University of Texas. <laughs> Just has to throw it in. Just has to. <laughs> their basketball team's even worse than their football Trash. team. Shaka Smart. What's they bring in all these recruits and don't do shit. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about a bust. Yeah. What has he done? Avery in, Bradley. Where, is, where is he at? Orlando? No offensive game whatsoever. No. I hate people that draft fucking people like that. Like when mean, you drafting him in the first fucking ten picks for his shot blocking ability. Hashim to beat. Oh, <laughs> Number two overall pick. Yeah, but he was fucking at least seven two. So was Mo Bamba. <laughs> Roy, <laughs> Roy fucking Hibbert. He wasn't a top five pick though, was he? I don't know. He had a couple know. good years when he got Yeah. Yeah, he was better he, than to beat. <laughs> oh well, we're what the B had a good you know like summer league. Yeah, he had a good summer league and went out of the fucking D league. He went into the D league in his rookie. It was either his rookie or his second year. Yeah, That's okay. embarrassing. That's oh. fucking terrible. Um, anything else that we want to talk about? Would you like to talk about the softball No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not bringing softball to the podcast. No, we can. But we bore up, you guys bore people enough. <laughs> I don't know why you hate. I don't hate. Nobody wants to hear about that shit, though. Nobody wants to hear about softball? No. <laughs> no. No. No, they, no one wants to hear about not, it. Unless, not hey, guys, how about better. this? Prove me wrong. If you actually care to hear Zach and Dewey talk about softball, by all means, let them know. Uh, please. <laughs> but for nothing all, would Clearly, nothing would make Zach happier than For all 37 of you that are going to listen to this, <laughs> that don't give a shit... Hey, our views are going up. We're going YouTube, bro. I'm sorry, 47. <laughs> um, We're viral now. Just stay doing what you're doing. And unless Zach gets a big wave of, oh, I want to hear about a slow pitch softball game. <laughs> hey, we should bring our shit out there and fucking announce it inning per inning in the games that we don't play. 
<laughs> no. Why? I'm going to be drinking beer know. during that well, time. We can do that while we announce, and now it's a bat number three shitbag McFaggins. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm just saying. It would and be funny. ladies and gentlemen, this is the final episode <laughs> of CND <laughs> Podcast. It's just going to be the D podcast. Disease <laughs> <laughs> getting cut. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed the casting couch that they're sitting on too. You wanna you wanna cover anything? Anything that you would like to anything ask? I would like to add or ask. I think uh, I think we've covered a lot. Well, yeah, we have covered a lot this episode. Yeah, basically it's hey Ty, what's your favorite teams? Let's talk yeah, about that's those guys. What it's been. Yeah, I mean, also we're gonna recap the first two episodes <laughs> that I mean I, I just figured you would want to talk about a little bit more shit than you do about. I have a little bit more insight than some people. Not really, though. I mean, I, is there anything specifically you want to talk about? Nope, I'm good. We covered my favorite teams. <laughs> <laughs> Dewey, what, what did you want? To, what, did you, what was the last question you wanted to ask? Um, I got nothing. I think uh, I think we covered everything. You know, I'll leave the. Uh, Browns talk until draft, so we can talk about how badly yes. they screw up. See, and, that, and that's <laughs> the biggest thing, man. Uh, we have a lot more. I mean, the sports world is kind of dead right now. Not, not necessarily dead, but not. There's not really. There hasn't been much happening the past couple weeks. No, it's so. a, it's definitely a transition period mm-hmm. with all with all the sports. But once you know, once free agency and the NFL picks up, draft picks up. Uh, once March training is over. <laughs> You know, once the brackets are out, we'll actually go through and fill out a bracket, let you guys know, you know, who we think is going to move on here, who's going to go there. Also, just grab a coin. That's like a two-hour episode. Grab grab a coin and just flip it. That's it. With this year. I mean, and going over the the draft is going to, you know, that's going to cover some ground, too. And, yeah, like Dewey said, we can talk about how the Browns are going to fuck up. Or always a brilliant topic of conversation. We talk about how Joe Burrow is going to be a Bengal for four or five years, and then Mike Brown's not going to sign him, so he's going to hit Unless him. Jerry and Stephen Jones, hear me out. <laughs> Save the Cowboys' short-term future and trade Dak and other hot garbage picks to go get Burrow. I mean, he would fit. And also... Once again, hottest take of the day. Jameis Winston, LASIK surgery, <laughs> best quarterback in the league next year. <laughs> if he even starts. <laughs> yeah, if he, <laughs> yeah, if, he stop, if he stops asking for $30 million a year, he's going to be the best quarterback because he can see people now. Tossing a bottle. Um, so I think that pretty much wraps up this episode. Um, so we're going to do episodes on Monday night from now on. Um, that just seems to work a little bit better. One with softball season starting up, our weekends are going to be fucking slammed with a whole bunch of shit on top of family shit that we have to do. So Monday night seem to work the best. Um, you know, cause like I said, we're going to be out there all day, Saturday, roll over into Sunday. And we want to spend time with our families on top of that also. So Monday nights will be coming to you from now on. Monday night, Raw. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we talking about wrestling? Or... Yeah. Um, another thing. Open like to said, day. This is our first episode that we have recorded for YouTube. 
go on Z and D Sports Talk. That is with the spaces. You have to type that in or it will not pull up. It's not like our Facebook page to where it's just Z D Sports Talk. It's Z and D Sports Talk. Um, so go watch, go subscribe. Um, we're also on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and a few others. Spotify. What are Spotify. these few others, Zach? So they actually know what to look <laughs> right. on to find your podcast. Anchor, so, so you got Anchor so, Spotify, and Apple. So the, the, those really? are the biggest three. So once you hit our link, it'll take you to either Anchor or it'll take you to Spotify. Or you can look up our can, podcast on Apple. Okay, just so you and know. Spot, and you can look it up on Spotify. Well, but you know what the fuck I meant. You can go on Spotify. I know what you mean, but not everyone else knows. But these guys don't know what you mean. Yeah. (laughs) Our listeners. And you click on the search bar, and you type in Z and D Sports Talk. Do you need spaces on that one? No. Okay. Don't need spaces. That helps. For some reason, on YouTube, somebody already had Z D Sports Talk. Yeah, because this is a super original name. (laughs) Fuck you. Back to me. (laughs) (laughs) So we had to actually add in the and. And then space everything out because that was the only way that YouTube would let us get on there. Yep. Running our, our half court offense, guys. Space it out. Yeah, space it out. Space it out. Triangle. RIP to the goat. Um, <laughs> What's so funny about that, Zach? It's not funny. Okay. Dewey laughed and I kind of crackled. He didn't laugh. I didn't really laugh. He, he crackled a little bit, man. I, we're pretty stiff. We're really dead faced. <laughs> we're over here trying to give you tribute and you're just yeah, over here laughing about it. But either way, we appreciate Ty. We appreciate you coming on, throwing some knowledge for some teams. Um, mm-hmm. I know people were excited about this episode because how big of a douche you were. Uh, you kept your doucheness down. All of two people were excited to hear it. Dude, why do you hate so much? <laughs> just shit talk. You hate just so shit much. talk. Just uh, shit you talk. wanted me to be a douche. Here, here it is. <laughs> douche. So, so we, we uh, explained it. So he's going to bring him on. He's going to talk about the shit. <laughs> We just explained this last episode. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> now he's so, going to throw a fit because you're talking shit. <laughs> I know. What do you want me to do? You want me to be a dick or no? Yeah, I mean, half and half. <laughs> like, I like my coffee. Just half dick. What you do What you do with your coffees? It's on your own so, personal uh, time. Me and the wife were talking about me growing out mullet. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> do not let him lie to you. This is Zach been trying to convince his wife <laughs> for about six months to grow a mullet. Listen. Mm-hmm. He's been it, saying it for about that long. Listen, man. The fucking wedding, she she made me cut my hair. She said if we if I didn't cut my hair, we were getting divorced before we were ever getting married. Perfect. Hey, at least you don't have a receding hairline. That's true. And thinning hair. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, people pay for this kind of hair. Yeah. I wouldn't, but... Fuck you, Dewey. Maybe you should um, pay for a full beard. Oh, <laughs> talking about patches of Hulaine. Yeah, you. Um, so we were talking about the mullet or whatever. Because one, she saw Luke's mullet. And she was like, no, you're not growing that. I said, my, my mullet is kind of like the Domino's tracker. It's in the oven. It's fucking baking. It's coming. Does that make any sense? Yeah, dude, have you, have you never seen the Domino's <laughs> let me, tracker? Let me, let me see your fake headphones. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out of here. Have you ever seen the Domino's tracker? This was special guest Tyler Kennedy. I'm signing off. Have you ever seen the Domino's tracker? Yes, I've ordered pizza before. I know what you're talking about. It's in the oven. It's baking. It's not 
We're not quality checking it. How does your hair bake? What? How does your hair bake? Uh, and what's the tea, delivery service? Tea tree oil. That's what I. Oh, you're tea. actually tr- like, you're <laughs> using you're using up. like products to try to grow this thing out. Yes. That is the gayest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire no, life. Using products to grow it out, and using products to make my mullet look good and not look like shit. It's gonna look like shit no matter no, what it's you not, do, man. It's a fucking mullet. I mean, yeah, Mike Gundy mullet. also has a mullet. Yeah, How has that power, worked out yeah, for him? How are you can get a mullet? Just ask Joe Dirt. Yeah, my oh. mullet's gonna be singing <laughs> "Achy Breaky Heart" by fucking Billy Ray Cyrus. God, can you spell "Achy Breaky Heart"? A key. Flynn. Maybe. Flynn. Maybe not. Maybe fuck you. <laughs> All right, but like I said, Ty, we thank you for coming on. Hey, you uh, guys are welcome. Me and Dewey will be back on Monday. It will just be us two. We will not have a guest. We'll probably do the guest once a month. Um, and the guest will probably be me. <laughs> Ty might want to come back on. We might want to go another way, get another opinion. Maybe I don't know. We want some. We want some. We have some people that well, we can we bring on for some controversy. on here. Good. You know, oh, you can put somebody right in the middle of the casting couch between yeah, you guys. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. Yeah, you know, just a little, little rub on the leg, you know. <laughs> so. uh We'll see what's up. But like I said, me and Dewey, back Monday, probably be on around 6 or 7. Everything will be posted up by 8.30. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening, watching now on YouTube. Like I said, Z and D Sports Talk, go subscribe, go watch. Thank you. And share. Dewey, and share. Share the shit out of this thing. Episode 4, it's in the books, Dewey. It's in the books. We are signing off. Signing off, Dewey. Signing off. Signing off. Signing off.